What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Ramtrow Radio. This is Michael, your co-host. Uh, if this sounds different than normal, uh, maybe half of it is because of my voice is a little bit off. I've been under the weather this week, which means we weren't able to record a podcast not only because of that, but also my co-host, Elisa Deratola, is dealing with some family matters. Please keep her and her family in your prayers this week if you're inclined to do so. And we will be back with a new episode next week. But we wanted to keep the podcast rolling on Wednesdays. So we have dug into the Patreon archive over at patreon.com slash Reign of Troy. And here's a Rotbot's Choice episode we recorded last year in which we are comparing USC's great teams of the 21st century against the great college football teams of the 21st century. Again, we recorded this last year, so there's no mention of 2019 LSU. Take that for what it's worth. I think it'd be interesting to talk about where 2019 LSU fits into the discussion of the great teams of the 21st century. But does USC have the greatest team of the 21st century, or is it somewhere else? from some other team. I don't know. We talk about that in this episode. If you like it and you dig it, there's more of this kind of stuff over on Patreon, patreon.com slash reign of Troy. You can subscribe for as little as three thirty three and get all ad free episodes or for five fifty five a month. You get all of our bonus content, which is at least two things a week over on Patreon. Uh, without further ado, I'm going to take my raspy voice away and bring you last year's Robot's choice episode talking the best USC teams versus the best national teams of the 21st century. Take it away, last year's me. It is Rockbot's Choice Time, a Reign of Troy, Patreon exclusive. Hello everybody, welcome back to Reign of Troy Radio. This is a Rockbot's Choice episode coming to you on Patreon. I'm your host, Michael Castillo. Join along with my co-host, Alicia Daratola. Hello everybody. Hello Alicia. We put out a call for Rockbot's Choice questions or topics and we got some. We put together a poll and we have a winner. Uh, the poll that we published earlier this week was, had five options. USC greats versus other school greats. 
predicting life at USC 10 years from now, casting a movie about USC's recent drama, movie takes, and Rotpourri, which is like potpourri, but Rotpourri, which was basically us taking all these topics and kind of putting it into one, sort of like a mailbag, but not a mailbag, but it would be a Rotbot's choice. Anyways, we put up the poll on Patreon, and the winner is one inspired by Brandon Gino's, uh, called USC Greats versus Other Schools Greats. Now, Brandon's original suggestion uh, that he gave to us back in February or a couple months ago was if you could build an all-college team, which college would have the strongest team? That is a hell of a question. Um, I think it's a question that, you know, USC would be in the discussion, Notre Dame, Alabama. If you took the all-time, all-time teams of all these schools and put them together, who would have the best team? I'd love to know. I'd love to see that tournament, you know, played out in real life to figure out who it is. The problem is, and, you know, Alicia, you and I were both doing some research on this. There's teams like... Michigan's all-time team features people from, like, the 30s that we've never heard of. No idea yeah, who they are. The, the same for – I looked up Alabama's uh, – an all-time Alabama team from uh, an Alabama uh, fan-sided site. So, like, you know these are people who are fans of Alabama. And I didn't recognize half the names. So, like, I, I'm sure the, all, uh, the all-time Alabama team is really great, but I couldn't tell you if – that team would beat USC's all-time team because I think USC's all-time team, like, I know these players, like, right. distinctly. So it's kind of not even a fair discussion from our perspective just because, like, I, d- I don't know those teams well enough. Yeah. Yeah, it would be really difficult. So, but we wanted to be able to do a topic like that uh, inspired by Brandon. So that's why in the poll we put USC's greats versus other teams' greats. Since then, trying to put together this episode after the poll won, or after that one won the poll, we've kind of kind of twisted it a little even more. Uh, so I feel bad that we're kind of taking Brandon's thing out of context, but I don't really think we totally are. Uh, what we've constructed is a 16-team tournament. On one side of the bracket, it is the best USC teams of this century, On the other side of the bracket, it is the best college football teams, period, of this century. Teams that we've watched, teams that both Alicia and I can speak about in confidence, who would be better on a neutral field, who would win that game, and we're going to run down the list, we're going to talk about USC's 2005 team, how are they going to match up against the 2003 team, or whatever it may be. So the winner of all the non-USC teams will face the winner of the USC teams, the best uh, of the 21st century, and then we'll find out if USC has or has put together the best team of the 21st century, at least according to us. Yeah, at least we'll we'll try to we'll make our definitive pick at the very least. Yeah, here's the bracket we've put together. You can play along at home. You might want to write this down on a napkin if you're not driving. Uh, here we'll go through the non-USC side of the bracket again. There's 16 total teams. There's eight on each side of the bracket. Let's go through the field. Number one seed, Miami from 2001. They're going to go up against the number eight seed, 2010 Auburn. Let's get right into it, Alicia. Arguably the greatest team of all time, 2001 Miami, a team that had a million 
NFL stars. Uh, we're talking Jeremy Shockey, Willis McGahey, some guy named Ed Reed. I don't know if you ever heard of him. A million dudes that, that Miami had, a million Hall of Famers, a million All-Americans, a hell of a stack team going up against one of the most dominant quarterbacks in recent memory, 2010 Cam Newton and the Auburn Tigers. Both teams won national titles. Miami beat Nebraska in the Rose Bowl. Auburn beat Oregon in the Fiesta Bowl. Uh, what do you like about this matchup? Uh, do I do I like anything about this matchup? Um, it's it's kind of not fair because 2001 Miami is just the all time team, right? Like you could you could put that up there as the not just since 2000, but all time, all time. You Six talk about first team All Americans. Yeah, yeah. Whereas like Auburn, it really was just it was Cam Newton, and and Cam Newton was an incredible college football player, and he's and he's become a a really solid NFL quarterback as well. So like the talent is absolutely there. He's a, a unique talent at that position uh, this this century, no doubt. But it's it's Cam Newton versus 01 Miami, and I don't think it's like I don't think that game would be close if you played that on a neutral field. I don't think that game would be close. Yeah. Uh, Miami beat Nebraska 37-14, and they were toying with Nebraska. And that was a Nebraska team led by Eric Crouch in the Rose Bowl. Nebraska shouldn't have even been in that game. Uh, Nebraska was the number four team in the AP poll, uh, which tells you how wonky the BCS was at that point. I don't see how Auburn wins this. I, I think we can just go ahead and pencil Miami right on in into the... Uh, into the semifinals of that bracket, that side of the bracket, 2001 Miami, uh, and they will move on. That's pretty simple. Uh, yeah, the next that's got my vote. The, the next matchup in the non-USC champions region, we have 2008 Florida, the number four seed against the number five seed, 2012 Alabama. You might remember these teams. 2008 Florida had Tim Tebow. Pretty damn good quarterback, I would say, for the Florida Gators. 2012 Alabama kind of just obliterated Notre Dame in the Orange Bowl or in the national championship game, which was hosted by the Orange Bowl in Miami. What do you, what do you think? Yeah, I, I still don't have a good handle on how much of that was Bama being that much better than Notre Dame and how much of that was Notre Dame not being like Notre Dame being a product of their schedule more than anything. But like Nick Saban's Alabama is Nick Saban's Alabama still like that 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 2012 team was still exactly what I mean we're going to talk about a couple other Saban Alabama teams and and we, before we started recording we were having the conversation of like wait which one which who was the running back that year and it's like you get to a point where they're all these Alabama teams are almost all interchangeable so 2012 was T J Yeldon and Eddie Lacy both really good backs I mean they've got uh DJ Fluker and and D Mil uh Milliner and and like that's just a good team but that's like just a solid Nick Saban team um where Florida has Percy Harvin well has Percy and it's Tim it's the Tim Tebow factor like Tim Tebow was we talk about Cam Newton being that unique talent at that position but like that Tim Tebow team was even for me, even even more at that level, where I think that T Tim Tebow still kind of is one of the all time great winners. Um, yeah. Where if well, you want to talk about players a, with uh, it factor, 
uh, uh, players with it factor, they had a, a a tight end who could just kill it. Absolutely, Aaron Hernandez. Is that, <laughs> that, that, that too soon? That, that might be too soon, Michael. That okay. might be too soon. Sorry. Might be too soon. We'll, we'll edit that out in post. But but the, I mean they had they had other good. I mean that that team in general. Uh, Janoris Jenkins was on that team. Carlos Dunlap was on that team. Uh, Joe Hayden was on that team. Like that's a legitimate Florida team, and it was coached by by Urban Meyer again, one of those um, l- legitimate uh, all time coaches that are there that you would put your faith in, right? Uh, you're you're talking Saban versus Meyer. That's that's. It's difficult to uh, to separate. I think. Like I, I'm I'm having trouble here. I I probably lean towards the Tebow, uh, the the Tebow factor a little bit here, um, because I of, of the Bama teams that we're gonna Could talk Alabama about. Alabama have stopped Tebow. I mean, maybe. Well, would Would Tebow be one of those guys that gave Alabama fits? We've seen the teams that have beaten Alabama, right? Um, the the teams like Ole Miss uh, with their semi mobile quarterbacks. Uh, we've seen how many times has Clemson given uh, Alabama fits with with quarterbacks that could move out of the pocket? Deshaun Watson uh, gave hell to Alabama a couple of times, right? So I I could see Tim Tebow giving them fits. You can also look back at the 2009 game. I know it's not exactly those teams, but 2009 Alabama beats 2009 Florida in the SEC championship game. So that's a little by proxy here. Uh, I think for me. I don't know how I don't pick 2012 Alabama. They allowed uh, the fewest yards of anyone on defense that year. Uh, their defense was just a brick house. I, I can't pick. I, I can't pick Florida here as as much as I would want to, uh, because of Tim Tebow. I can't do it. Give me, that's give me a, Alabama. That, that's a fair argument. I, I think I I might concede this one to you because of that argument. Because if anyone was going to beat. Was would shut down that Tebow attack? The, one of these Nick Saban defenses, where in particular 2012 was just that stifling defense. I mean, t- 10.9 points per game. I mean, I know yep. they're playing the SEC, and it's not like they're facing like you know shoot 'em out offenses, but still, that was that was one of the elite defenses. So I just looked it up. If we're looking at S and P plus, Florida was third in the country in 20 in 2008. Alabama was number one. Alabama was number one. Uh, sorry, number three in offense, number three in defense, number seventeen in special teams. Uh, Two thousand eight, Florida was number seven in offense, number six in defense, number eight in special teams. I don't know. Still, give me the tide there. I'll take the tide. Well, uh, uh, <laughs> not to get ahead of ourselves, but I take away USC over both of these teams. So. Well, well, if, if either one of those teams gets to the final, uh, and in 2008 USC gets to the final, then we'll, we'll see how that Little goes. Thought. Yeah, uh, let's move on to the next matchup in the non-USC champions region. Uh, it's the number three seed, 2011 Alabama, against the number sixteen, number six seed, 2009 Alabama. Uh, splitting hairs here, two really good. Uh, Nick Saban teams, two really good Nick Saban national championship teams. I'm just going to make this really simple. One of these teams completely shut down LSU in a rematch. A team that they lost, and they lost to LSU, right, in, in 2011, but they completely shut them down in the rematch two months later. The other team had a really fortunate incident 
with Colt McCoy getting injured in the national championship game. Some people think Texas would have won that game. I I thought Texas was going to uh, give him more of a challenge in that game, and it, it did really ruin that game because once Colt McCoy was out, it just didn't see like it didn't seem like it was going to be um, competitive. But again, this is another one where like, where how do you separate these? Like Mark Ingram versus Trent Richardson. Like I feel like they're the same player. I can't like yeah. separate these guys. Like. Uh oh um sorry oh nine has uh Rolando McLean and two thousand eleven has um I mean the, the tons of other defensive juggernauts that are in there. I I don't like either of these teams though, because I think they both come with asterisks <laughs> because the a fact that the fact that Bama lost to LSU, I think I think that was a well, you can make the argument they should have never been in the title game. That I, I do make the argument they should have Did never been in the title game. Did not win their conference. Game. What is the point of playing that conference title game if it doesn't matter? That was always my argument. But that Bama team, like, is it weird to say that I think that 2011 Bama beats 2009 Bama on a neutral field, but 2009 Bama was a more worthy champion than 2011 Bama? If you want to get all uppity because of the conference thing, yeah, I get it. I still think 2011 Alabama's better. 2011 Bama allowed 8.2 points per game. 183.6 total yards per game. Pretty solid. uh, I don't... I don't know. I don't know. I I, I look at this in, in 20... 11 Alabama's number one in S&P plus at 99.3% sorry 98.3% uh, percentile in S&P plus Alabama's at 97.5 which is a little bit behind that Alabama was number two in 2009 in the S&P plus so 2011 a little bit better Th- does it matter I don't know gun to your head who are you picking uh yeah I guess I'll uh, I guess I'll go 2011 all right that's fair I, I I'll agree. I genuinely don't if, if think only, that there are major the, differences between any of these Alabama, like the three no, Alabama neither, teams that are in this bracket. They're all I, the I will same say that I like McCarron better than McElroy, and if anything, that's a deciding point for me, too. Oh, that's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah, I don't think McCarron was that great, but I think he was better he was than McElroy. a little more dynamic than McElroy. Yeah, a little bit, a little yeah. bit. Let's go to the last first-round matchup of the non-USC region it's uh, 2005 Texas as the number two seed against the number seven seed, 2013 Florida State. Uh, this is a team led by Jameis Winston, won in the final second in the south end zone of the Rose Bowl, uh, or in the final minute of the south end zone of the Rose Bowl, going up against 2005 Texas, who won in the final minute of the south end zone of the Rose Bowl. Same <laughs> situation. Yeah, but this one's easy for me. Uh as as much as that 2005 Texas team gives me nightmares to this day, when you got Vince Young, one of the all-time just playmakers in, in college football, um, and you got some some real, really strong guys on that defense for, for Texas, Michael Huff, uh, Michael Griffin, like, that was a good defense from Texas. I, I don't think 2013 Florida State was all that like all timey to me like even when we when we threw, threw them in this list like i had to take a moment and go like uh why is 
13 Florida State in this? And then, you know, like I understand Jameis Winston and, and that whole deal, but I just don't like, I don't think of that team as being like a wow. When I was watching them, I was like, wow, they're incredible. Y- you want the S&P Plus here? What's, what does the S&P Plus say? 2013 S&P Plus percentile is 98.7% for Florida State. Their S&P Plus rating is 38.5. They were third in offense, two in defense. So top three in both sides of the ball for Florida State in 2013. Very good. Now, 2005 Texas, 98.9. So 0.2% better in percentile performance. 35.3 rating, which is behind Florida State. Texas was number two in offense and number 10 in defense. Uh, and And... When I think of Texas, when I t- think of that Texas team, I just think of the players that I would have wanted to have, like USC having. Like I, I don't th- look at it the same way from from the Florida State perspective. Right. I I think it's Texas for no other reason of they didn't really get tested until SC should have beat them. Well, they, yeah, they beat, SC should have beat, beat them. Florida State on the road. Uh, sorry, they beat Ohio State on the road, twenty-five twenty-two. Um. In Columbus. Outside of that, 51 to 10, 51 to 20, 45 12, 42 17, 52 17. Uh, one win by 19 on the road at, at Oklahoma State, 62 to nothing over Baylor, 66 to 14 over Kansas, 11 point win at AM. They win the Big 12 championship game 70 to 3. Texas wins. I think it, it, it would be a fun game to watch, but Texas wins this. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm here. I'm here for that. All right. Second round, we're going to finish the com- completely finish the non-USC side first before we get to talking about USC. Let's go back to the second round. 2001 Miami against 2012 Alabama. 2012 Alabama, very good. But it's 2001 Miami. It's team every, of six first team All Americans we talked about. Every everything holds with 2001 Miami. It's 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 almost boring to talk about 2001 Miami because it, it's just there too many good players. Too many good players. That that you can point to, and you know, no offense again to that like Bama team. Like I I have the utmost respect for for Nick Saban coach teams, and all of these teams are really hard to separate. But I still go with 2001 Miami. I just keep going back to in back to back weeks. 2001 Miami played number 15 Syracuse and number 11 Washington, beat them by a combined 124 to seven. <laughs> That's uh, that's a little bit impressive. Two thousand one Miami beats twenty twelve. Two thousand one um, Miami had a thirty two point nine point average margin of victory. They had thirty eight thirty eight NFL draft picks and seventeen first round selections from that team. Insane. Two thousand one Miami beats Alabama. You agree? Yes. Twenty twelve Alabama. Yeah. Okay. All right. Other matchup in the second round. Twenty eleven Alabama against two thousand five Texas. <sighs> This feels like a coin flip for me. The difference, as much as I hate to say it. I, I, so, okay, here's a question. When you were talking about these things, are you talking about them as matchups if they actually played, or are we talking about them as teams? Because I can make the argument that as a team, 2011 Alabama is better. At the same point, if these two teams play, Texas wins. Because Alabama cannot stop Vince Young, just like SC couldn't stop him. That was that was sort of my my great equalizer is who could stop Vince Young, 
I'll tell uh, you who could stop Vince Young. It's the team they're going to face in the next round. Well, <laughs> there you go. Um, so it's almost irrelevant, right? Uh, again, I, just, I wish I had a better... I wish I had a better sense of that 2011 Bama team. Like, in in my memory of my memory of it exactly, the way that I can point to the playmakers that that Texas had. Like, yeah, the 2011 Bama team feel like to me. I keep going back to Nick Saban as opposed to the individuals on that team. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I I agree with your assessment. Like, maybe that team. I I would argue that like that team is arguably better than Texas in 05 and I would definitely I would certainly take Nick Saban over Mac Brown like like if we're doing it on a matchup on the field I could talk myself into picking Bama just because well if you actually put the matchup on the field I'm always going to side with Nick Saban sure but I like I feel like I'm saying that from a blind point of view because I like I can tell you like Vince Young is still one of the most incredible college football players I've ever seen and yeah. I here's here's the can other barely thing. remember who the running back for 2011 Bama was uh, Richardson. Yeah, here's, Richardson. Here's the other thing that I think kind of changes things. And this is where I don't think it's entirely fair to judge eras. You can make the argument that that Vince Young isn't the boogeyman that he is in 25 in 2005 that he would be in 2011 like i think the game had already started to change by then that he wouldn't be nearly as indefensible would he be more of a what we view now as a conventional quarterback he's conventional now yeah would he i I don't think he was conventional in 2011 but he was more so than in 2005 right um but then you can also make the argument well deshaun watson is more well-rounded than vince young and deshaun watson murdered alabama too so yeah i don't know i i say it's gonna be texas here um i I, but but i think we both agree that neither one of them beats 2001 miami so it doesn't really matter yeah exactly because either either way 2001 um, 2001 Alabama. I don't like their offense. 2011 Alabama. Yeah, sorry. 2011 Alabama. Uh, 2000. Well, that's the other thing, right? Like Texas's defense was fantastic. They yeah. were very good, very solid in 2005. They were number two, you know two in the country, whatever the hell they were, for a reason. They were very good defensively. That said, Alabama. If this game got into a shootout, Alabama didn't didn't have the horses. To uh, to keep up with Texas, yeah. Where, te- I, I where Texas's Texas offense here. is undeniable, the players they had, yeah. So I'll advance Texas. All right, we're advancing Texas. Here's the championship game on the non-USC side in the Final Four to advance to face the best USC team of the last or of the 21st century. 2001 Miami against 2005 Texas. It's Miami. Like, yep. What more do we got to say? Yep. It's Miami. I, it just is. I, I yeah. <laughs> no, right. no arguments. Cool. All right. Let's get to the USC side of the bracket, folks. Who is going to face 2001 Miami? Again, eight teams make this tournament, which is really difficult because putting it together was hard. It was hard to find eight teams. Because Pete Carroll was around at USC for nine seasons. We can cut out 2001. We can cut out 2009. So there's seven teams that should make this tournament, right? But if that's the case, of since Pete Carroll left, you have 
2011 USC and 2016 USC. Which of those two teams are worthy of getting in this tournament? We had to decide. We ultimately sided on 2016 USC because they won the Rose Bowl. Because they had proven it in a big bowl game that they were worthy, whereas 2011 USC unfortunately didn't get that opportunity. Yeah, um, I I think that 2016's USC has Sam Darnold, where 2011 Matt Barkley was great, but I think Sam Darnold is on another level. Um, and yep. then I just think about that 2016 defense. Uh, I, there's there's so many players on that 2016 defense that I that I I love. Um, Dory, you got Juju. Yeah. Um, so Juju played offense, but yes, you got Juju on that team. I mean, I, like Stevie T, and you got Rasheem Green. I know Rasheem wasn't quite what he, he was. Rasheem and and Achenna Nwosu become better players in 2017, mm-hmm. but those players were still fundamental to that offense. To, I to got that a hot defense. take. What's that? A really piping hot take here. I've always thought that it would be crazy if Sua came back for 2016, like how much better that team would be on defense. Like maybe they definitely would have been a playoff team. They would have beaten Utah or whatever. Maybe, you know, played fair better against Stanford, blah, blah, blah. Here's the caveat. How do I put this? Okay. I think you could make an argument that Uchenna Nwosu isn't the player he became if Suet came back. I think it. I think that is not just an is that, argument. Is that right? I think it's right because uh, Uchenna Nwosu doesn't start unless they decide to. Suet comes back contingent on playing safety. Maybe that's the maybe? only scenario where I think uh, he, play, he played safety for Clancy before, so maybe that changes things too. Yeah, maybe he's the nickel. Maybe SC figures out the nickel situation earlier. They make him the Dion Bailey from 2013. Well, so then does Leon McQuay re- revive his career, and is he around then to make that play that, in the in, but, in the Roseville? Sure, but maybe maybe SC figures out that defense earlier, and they they definitely beat Utah, and they definitely maybe beat Stanford and they're definitely in the playoff. I don't know. But if they, if they beat Utah and Stanford, then do they make the quarterback change? And does Sam Darnold, is he then around for that tail end of that? Little, little My things. mind is blown. Yeah, right? It's, it is gets, he a jet right now? Who knows? I it, gets, know. it gets pretty complicated. The, the, the crux of the matter is that 20, 2011 is a great team, but the I think the playmakers that were available in 2016, and, and, and it sucks because 2011 didn't get the chance, but... The definitive proof of what USC did in that Rose Bowl elevates that team uh, in 2016 up into the bracket over 2011. Yeah. All right. So 2016 is the eighth seed in on the USC side of things. They unfortunately get 2004 USC, who won the national championship, beats Oklahoma in the 2005 Orange Bowl 55-19. to One of the most dominant teams ever at USC. Um, if nothing else, because they won that big game, uh, and they had, you know, four all Americans on defense, a hell of a team stacked, uh, a Heisman trophy winner quarterback in Matt Leinart, another one in the backfield that would win it the following year in Reggie Bush. They had Lindale White. They had Dwayne Jarrett. They had it all going up against 2016 USC. We talk about it. If 2016 USC made the playoff, Instead of the Rose Bowl, how would things differ? And, you know, I think we're all over the opinion that team loses to Alabama. So I think it's only fair that we agree that 2016 USC loses to 2004 USC, right? 
Well, this is the the fun thing about making a bracket is like, you know, every year with with March Madness, the bracket, they're you know going back and forth of like, well, who got left out? Who got left out? And everything, and you're just like, okay, but these these teams that you're debating, those last four teams, they're just gonna get. Well, they're just going to lose in the round of 32. Like, all this debating for Pretty them much. to just lose to Duke when they play Duke. Um, th- that's kind of what is going on here. The debate between 2011 and 2016 is moot because, no, tw- 2004 USC romps. They roll. I'm sorry. Yeah, exactly. And they will, 2004 USC will play the winner of the number four seed against the number five seed. The number four seed, 2005. USC against the number five seed, 2002 USC. If you're wondering why 2005 USC is the number four seed, it's because the number two seed is the other national championship, 2003, and the number three seed is 2008 USC, uh, which we'll get to in our next two matchups. But here it is. This is a a tough one. 2005 USC against 2002 USC. It can go either way. You can make arguments for either side. 2005 has the incredible offense that is untouchable, undeniably the best offense in the history of USC football. You can make the argument that the best offense in the history of the game, Reggie Bush, Matt Leinart, Lendale White, Dwayne Jarrett, Steve Smith, an offensive line loaded with talent, Deuce Latui, Sam Baker, Ryan Khalil, Fred Matua, Winston Justice, a damn good offensive line, a damn good team on, on offense. On offense. Offense. Yeah, the... I don't know that we want to get into the defense, the defense that gave up 42 points to Fresno State. Yeah. And and so this is at home. This is a matchup that it's going to come down to your sort of criteria, like kind of like the the conversation we had on the other side of the bracket where it's like, well, how much does Vince Young or Tim Tebow like overcome other other elements as far as the, 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 the X factor. So is the X factor of that 2005 offense enough to overcome what's probably a more complete team, more balanced team in, in, in 2002, but the 2002 team isn't the 2004 team in terms of like the completeness plus the sort of that, that extra oomph. Like, yeah, you, you have the Heisman Trophy winner on offense and you have an All-American in Troy Palomalu on defense. You're balanced. And like separating that from all time offense that maybe outscores everybody anyways is like, I'm having a lot of trouble with this. I'm having a lot of trouble with this because like I can, I can easily talk myself into, well, 2002 has an offensive attack that's really, really on top of, uh, of everything. And they have a defense that has the kind of stars and playmakers that you want in order to to balance out your team and to get you defensive stops. But the 2005 offense is so otherworldly that like is Troy Polamalu enough to and then and then a bunch of young guys who eventually become all Americans and 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 really step up into their own in in 2003 and 2004, right? Like, is that enough to overcome the 2005 offense, which is just beyond anything that uh, that, that that you could throw out there as far as an offense is concerned? Because I'm I think this goes this goes back into the debate of best team versus best matchup or, or best team versus the team that would win the matchup. Because I think you're, you're making a very solid point why 2005 USC could definitely beat 2002 USC in a matchup. But I think the argument of best team goes the other way. And so, like, the, the 2002 USC team, I, I remember, you know, 
growing up and watching these teams every year, and maybe it was just bias because that was the first great team, great USC team I ever saw, and the team that you just compare everybody to. But in 2003, I didn't think they were as good as they were in 2002. In 2004, I didn't think they were as good as they were in 2002. 2005, I didn't think they were as good as they were in 2002. The run that SC goes on to end the season in 2002, these Big monumental victories. The 52 to 21 win over over UCLA. The one that really spirited everything. The one that I've said multiple times. And when I really knew SC was good was when they beat number 22 Washington 41-21 at home. Following week, they finally get the monkey off their back by winning in Eugene at number 14 Oregon 44 to 33. Carson Palmer throws for 448 yards. It is a big deal. Mike Williams gets three touchdowns. Like it is a monumental victory for USC. Not only that was the place growing up where SC did nothing but lose in overtime. They did nothing but lose at the final second. Like it was just demoralizing how SC would constantly go to Autzen and have these heartbreaking losses. And then they finally just blow the doors off of them. Yeah, they only win by 11, but at one point in that game, it was like a 20-point lead. Like, it was a big deal that SC won that game. Carson Palmer, that was the game that you go back and say, this is when his Heisman campaign really, really, you know, started to make national waves. And then later on in that run, the Notre Dame game, 44-13, a Notre Dame team that was number seven in the country, they blow them out in the second half. So, and, you know, SC wins their their final eight games of the season. Like, it's a feel-good thing. You know, they beat Iowa 38-17 to in the Orange Bowl. It felt like they were a complete team. And it felt like if the season ended right then and there, which it did, but if the season didn't end, and if they would have faced Ohio State, they would have beaten Ohio State. No doubt in my mind, SC beats Ohio State in 2002. No doubt in my mind that season ends and SC was the best team in the country in 2002. I never felt that way about USC in 2005 in comparison to 2002, but I did feel like 2005 USC was the best team in the country because why wouldn't I? They had a 34-game winning streak. It was a team that just completely would blow the doors off of people on offense. There was no stopping them. The defense sucked, but who cares? But did they suck? Like, that that's the thing. Like They sucked in comparison, in too. In comparison. Like, it, it was like a top 25 defense, but by that's my the point. standard that Pete Carroll set, it, it was the worst. It was, it was a weaker defense than the standards that Pete Carroll set. But that defense is still, like... I think we probably trash that defense more than it more than it deserves, more than it, it warrants. Um, because of the comparison, because of because of, of but Sean Sean Cody and Mike Patterson leave. Yeah, uh, you're, you're without Grudegood, you're without Tatupu, and now all of a sudden you have true freshman Brian Cushing, true freshman Ray Maluga, and then this is really the Dallas Sarts era. It's the Oscar Lua era. You know those guys were good. They weren't Maluga. They weren't Tatupu. They weren't Cushing. Right. But they the- weren't. It's it's Keith Rivers. it's still a top twenty five defense, and that offense was a, an all timer in terms of what it was able to do. And like you talk about the 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 impressive way that that USC finished the the twenty the two thousand two season. Like yeah, the, the the defense falls apart against Fresno State, but that was a ranked and really good Fresno State team. Like again, the, the, that was not a trash Fresno State team. Fresno State was a legitimate team that that year. And they were rolling. They USC trashes a highly ranked UCLA team to finish that season. And then the only difference, sixty six nineteen. Yeah, yeah, and the only difference, and and that's like that UCLA team was not overranked. Like that was a legitimately good. Like the 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 talent. You look at the talent on that UCLA team. They were legitimately up there at, at, among teams. I, 
I feel like to be a UCLA fan in 2005 must have been so weird. I mean, right? Be- because you knew that you were good. But you still lost 66-19. Like, you got but, made a full but like, of. But, but you knew that that was going to happen, too. I remember listening to the radio. Every day on the way home from school, I'd listen to the radio, and I'd listen to Petros, which would lead into the Fred Rogan Show. And the Fred Rogan Show, they talked about it a lot. They had they played a game. Who who on UCLA's roster would start on SC's team? The only player, the only player they, they said that, that you could make an argument for was Mercedes Lewis over Dominique Bird. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. But... And that's it. But, but but even then, like, just because, again, USC was so outmatching UCLA, but that's still a pretty decent UCLA team that gets trashed. And the only difference between 2005 and 2002 in terms of outcome, if that 2005 team had played that that Iowa team, the Iowa 2002, they they, they blow them out, too. Like the, SC scores 60. Yeah. They drop 60 so on, on the Hawkeyes. Yeah. We talk about, on the other side of the bracket, the best teams that have played since 2002. That's who USC ran into. 05 Texas. And right. we both agree. Should have they beaten should them. have beaten them. Like, it's not like... They, had, they did beat them. Well, I mean, his knee was down. They, That's like, all I'm going to say. They beat him in the sense that they had him. Yeah. And they, they let him off the hook. They had him. They let him off the hook. Exactly. So, like, I I will make the argument. I'll put my vote in. I think the 2005 offense with a slightly lesser but still good defense outweighs the good offense and good defense of 2002. So the offense is going to score you 14 more points, but the defense is going to allow seven more or whatever. But that 14-point difference we'll is going to make up for allowing more on defense yeah that makes that that makes sense i mean sc in in, in 2005 averaged like 49.2 points a game or whatever the hell it was so i i get it it, it kills me because that 2002 team like i feel like if you were as entrenched in that 2002 team as i was it would be different be yeah make, it would be you'd be making different arguments yeah here. i get your point though like i think realistically if those two teams played 2005 USC wins. Do I think that 2005 USC is a better team all around? No. Yeah, I I, I think that's a I think that's a fair way of looking at it. This one's hard to so separate. We're, we're, this is tough. We're, we're going who who play who wins right? Like on a neutral field. I, I'm going 05. My vote is for 05. All right, we'll advance 2005 USC beating 2002. Wow, it's it's chalk because not gonna the lie. 2005 team is the four seed, but this feels like an upset. But not not gonna lie though, Michael, this is weirdly another 2001 Miami situation though. So a little bit, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, uh, let's keep going here. 2008 USC is the number three seed in this tournament. They're gonna face the number six seed 2007. Very interesting because when we go to the second round, we're gonna have 2005 against 2004. And when we talk about that in about five minutes, we're going to talk about how the 2005 team on offense is the fully maturized version of on offense of the 2004 team, um, but they just didn't have the defense or whatever, right? Well, you can make the argument that the 2008 team and the 2007 team is the same damn team, but the defense in 2008 is the fully maturized version of the 2007 defense. Yeah, I mean the, the the 2008 defense is is the 2005 offense. Yeah, but of, in defense of USC form. history, yes, yeah, 100. I mean that 2008 defense is is still outrageous to me, and it's still one of the great 
travesties of this century in college sports that the 2008 defense didn't get to play for a national championship because that 2008 defense was outrageous and one bad half against against Oregon State took them out of the title race and that is just so heartbreaking to me because I don't know that I'll ever see a better defense than that in in Cardinal. Can, can I just say one thing? I know I'm going to get completely disagreed with here. I don't think the 2008 team was robbed in the sense that 2008 was such a cluster F of a year. Oh, they they were victims of circumstance. Yeah. They were a victim of circumstance. I don't think the 2008 team was robbed because I think you can make an argument that Utah should have been in the playoff. I think he's like if they had a 14 playoff or even a two team play, whatever it was, I think you can make an argument that Utah should have been there. You can, Florida had a, had a, had a strong opinion or argument. Oklahoma did. Texas did. Like all these teams had strong arguments. So did USC. Do I think SC beats a lot of those teams on the neutral field? Yes, but like everyone had an argument. So I wouldn't say that SC was screwed. I'd say there's a lot of teams that deserve something. That was a year that you needed like a six-team playoff or something. Absolutely. So circumstance that screwed SC. 2008 was the poster child for needing a playoff. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. and, and, and the 2008 team, not just the defense, but the 2008 team was a victim of circumstance. And it's really, again, it's unfortunate and uh, like heartbreaking to a point that they weren't in better circumstances to be able to um, – to sort of reach their full potential, I think. Uh, right. Because, yeah. I mean, you can look at two, 2007 and you can make an argument that they were unfortunate in some ways, but, but you know, they, they sort of, they made their own bed more so than the one you can't slip lose up. To, to a 40-point underdog in Stanford. Exactly. Just like in... T- in even, t- if, <laughs> even if Booty's finger's broken, you can't do it. You can lose to 2007 Oregon, uh, one of the greatest... Coulda, woulda, shoulda teams of all time with Dennis Dixon, but you cannot lose to 2007 Stanford as a 40-point favorite. You can't do it. And and they did. And so they got what they deserved, which was not winning a national title. Yeah. but Now, the, the other thing to, to split hairs between these two teams, the, the major difference is we're talking about senior year John David Booty against junior year Mark Sanchez. I take the... Sorry, t- red, red shirt sophomore Mark Sanchez? I, I, t- I take the... Um- he would have been a redshirt junior, I think. Um, redshirt sophomore. He's 2005. Redshirt class. sophomore. Oh, either way, I take the 2008 offense. Like in general, I take the 2008 offense over the 2007 offense. I just think it was okay. more dynamic. Yeah. Hmm. Like I don't know that there was that much of a difference. I'm, it's not, but I, I'm a, and I'm a proponent of John David Booty. I just preferred watching Mark Sanchez. That is fair. That is absolutely fair. But, like, both of those teams were Fred Davis and a bunch of okay receivers. Yeah. Those were, uh, yeah, Rojo won. 2008, you do get McKnight. Damian Williams. Um, on his sophomore year. You do get Damian Williams, that's true. Yeah. Uh, Either way, 2008 advances, we agree? Yeah, yeah, 2008 advances. Yeah, I don't think we need to debate it that much further. The defense shuts down 2007. Uh, USC. If, if SC could only score twenty three points against Stanford, yeah. what were they going to score against? You know, yeah. two thousand eight USC. Let's get real. All right. Uh, final matchup in the first round on the USC side: two thousand three USC against two thousand six. Two thousand three national championship team winners of the AP national championship 
they get snubbed from going to the Sugar Bowl. Uh, LSU beat Oklahoma in the Sugar Bowl, but SC goes to the Rose Bowl, beats Michigan 28-14. They are the number two seed in this, facing the number seven seed, 2006. Just like 2007, the 2006 USC team, a team that screwed themselves over. They have no one to blame but themselves. You can't be the best team in college football and then go lose 13 to 9 in the Rose Bowl against UCLA. Unless you're you Alabama and you're playing LSU. <laughs> but that was I know Alabama's it's not the, it's not the same LSU was a better was a legitimate team where USC had no yes. business losing to UCLA, but I just got to yes. put that out there, yeah. you know. Now now I think that both 2006 and 2007 USC teams, both those teams beat Ohio State in the national championship if they're there, but they only have themselves to blame for not being in there. Mm-hmm. Either way, 2003 USC, we're talking about the first year for Matt Leinart, but the final year for Mike freaking Williams. Yeah, I, I, I kind of, what is, is there even an argument here? For 2006? No. Because I, I, I'm, as I'm, I, I don't see it. Um. The the only argument for two thousand six, I think. Um, I I can't think of think of a single area mm, where I take no, two thousand six, and and I think that two thousand three, you got BKU, you have the the wild bunch. I I got no argument for two thousand six USA. Yeah. None. I, none. And I and it's I I don't want to like nothing against that two thousand six team, but I I I don't I I take the quarterback in 03 i take the wide receivers in 03 i take yep the like the the defense i guess maybe you can make an argument for the running backs um in, in 2006 you have a consortium of like cj gable and chauncey washington and all these guys and it's a mix of all these things and in 2003 you have uh, a mix of Herschel Dennis and Reggie Bush and Lindale White, but like those guys are young and you know, that's mm. it's a wash if anything. I think it has to be 2003 USA. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I, I think it's pretty a fairly easy advance. All right, second round on the USC side, 2004 USC against 2005 USC. Okay, that big... Very, very difficult here in the sense of, if we're only talking offense, 2005 was very much better, but 2004 still had all the same players. That's that's the thing. All That big argument we had about 2005 and 2002, like, 2004 is just the 2002 team, like, but at another level. So you got you, you know balance. What it is? In two thousand, the two thousand four team, their their biggest win was fifty five to nineteen, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the the win over Oklahoma. The two thousand five team's most dominant win was the win over UCLA, sixty six to nineteen. That eleven points is the difference in offense for those two teams. Like the two thousand five offense was was eleven points better. Yeah, but the the two thousand four defense, but, but the defense was like was ten points better. Ten, at least ten points yeah. better. Yeah, so like every every, it it just sort of the the playing field gets even for that offense too because yeah, two thousand five that that offense was otherworldly, but the two thousand four offense was just sort of that offense in its infancy. So it's not like like that offense was capable of being otherworldly in in two thousand four as well. 
But on top of that, you had a legitimate defense that the 2005 offense, the the 2005 defense can't like, again, 04 is below 05 in offense, but there's less of a gap between those offenses than the gap between 04 defense and 05 defense. I don't know if I'm explaining that well, but. The, the 2004 team got into some trouble. For as good as they were, they did get into some trouble. Um, they had to come back in the second half against Stanford. Uh, they, they struggled against Cal. I needed a goal line stand to beat Cal, a Cal team that was probably the second best team in the country that year in 2004. Um, SC struggled at Oregon State in the Fog Bowl. Uh, they struggled against UCLA to beat them at the Rose Bowl. So it's not like they didn't have their struggles, but 2005 certainly had their struggles and their comebacks too. So both of these teams during the streak had their 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 downsides. They had their peak carolisms of having bad first halves and having to pull it out of their ass some way. Um, but either or, that defense in 2005, or sorry, in 2004 was just so much better uh, when you had Patterson and, and Cody on the on on the uh, the the defensive line. Your linebackers in 2004 was just, it was ridiculous. Grudegood, Rivers, Tatupu, those are your starters. And then your backups are Lua, Sartz, and Colin Ashton. Yeah. The guys who were starting a year later. Yeah. I mean, that's that's everything, right? Like, That's the difference. Yeah, that's the difference. That, that is the difference. So 2004 USC will move on uh, into the semifinals. Um, and try to beat one more team to try to face Miami. Um, but on the s- second rounds, we also get 2008 USC against 2003 USC. This is a doozy. Um, you get, again, USC's greatest all-time defense in 2008 against the 2003 team. That was fantastic. You get Mike Williams, you get Matt Leinert, you get Reggie Bush and, and uh, Lendale White in their freshman seasons. What does that team do against 2008's defense? I don't know. I think that'd be interesting to watch. This feels a little bit like the 05 versus 02 conversation. Just like if we talked about the 08 defense being the 05 offense on the other side, right? The other side of that coin. Like where 2003 is probably a more balanced team, a more balanced attack. But I'm almost like I, I feel like I look at the 2008 defense and it's almost good enough on its own for me to be leaning that direction. Like I'm I'm leaning 2008 because that defense was just so dominant. And I think that the 2008 offense was dynamic enough in the right moments that I, I like I, I don't think there's a huge drop off there where the defense had to carry the offense all that much. Yeah. If the, if the 2005 offense is a is 100, the 2003 offense is like a 86. Yeah. And the 2008 offense is like an 84. But the 2008 defense is a 100 and the 2003 defense is like a 96, a 97. Really solid again, Wild Bunch three, uh Wild Bunch 2. You got BKU uh, you got Omar Nizel, you got Mike Patterson, Sean Cody. The defensive line is fantastic. This is a game where the first team to score 13 points wins. It was a hell. It would be a hell of a defensive struggle. It really would. It'd be and SEC you go down country. to. Do you want first year Mark Sanchez against first year Matt Leinart? Who are you picking? Uh, Leinart probably. You 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 pick Leinart and you pick Mike Williams. So that, like, 
I don't know. It's it's a doozy. This though. is very t- it's very difficult. But it but it, again, it comes down to like it comes down to criteria. And I I think I'm leaning towards the greatness of that 08 defense over the completeness. I just want to see the 2008 defense try to stop Mike Williams. Well, I mean, how in, I mean, th- talk about like could, uh, that'd be so interesting. And then if you did, what would Kerry Colbert do? What, would that open things up for Kerry Colbert? How would Leinart do with that 2008 defense getting in his face? That's that's a good question. I don't I don't know. <laughs> this is really difficult. I my I, I'm gonna vote for oh eight. What would um, what would Mark Sanchez do with BKU in his grill? Well, I mean, there you go. I mean, there, there's not a lot to separate them, but I think the difference comes down to me because either way, it's gonna be a really close battle. Um, like I said, I think the first team to score like 13 points wins the game. It might come down to kicking, and then you got to go to who has the better kicker. Hmm. 2008 had what Beeler? Yeah. And 2003 had Colleen. That still feels like a coin flip to me. Hmm. The difference becomes the punter. <laughs> Punting is winning. Tom Malone is the better punter. If this is the defensive battle that relies on punting and we're playing field goal position back and forth, I gotta kind of take 2003. Uh, you, you know what? I think. Th- I, you rolled out a punter I, argument, Michael, and I'm going to let you win it t- because you rolled out the punter. Tell me it's pun- wrong. Tell well, me I'm this, wrong, this is, the, like, this is where we're at, where the fine margins have to decide this battle, and maybe the fine margin is the punter. Maybe punting is winning. Who was winning. the punter I, in 2008? Was it like Greg Voidneck or something? Someone you don't even remember. I, I actually I don't remember who was the punter in 2008. I think it was Voidneck, but Voidneck was forgettable if it was Voidneck. I want to look this up Are now. You, you're you're looking this up, but like Tom Malone could be the difference of it's five an yards. An American punter, I mean, yeah, yeah, he could be the difference. Yeah, like Malone could be the difference between five to ten yards of possession. Um, that I think makes up for the difference in the defense. Yeah, Greg Wodnick, you were correct. Yeah, I think it's 2003 USA. Uh, I. Better receivers. Let's talk about this. Bar none, okay, better yes, receivers. Yes. Mike Williams and Kerry Colbert. Steve Smith is a bit player. It's a better offense. And you're going, like, in general, it's a better, it's a better offense. offense. Yeah. Okay, fine. And I think the defenses are so strong that they almost cancel it. I don't think they... Almost, not, not quite. But two, not quite. Okay. The 2018 team is better. But I think... 2003's th- defense think is good enough. It, it, 2003's defense is good enough to make... 2003's offense like elevated over the 2008 offense. I'm, I'm telling you, it comes down to the punter. Okay, I'm giving you it. I'm, I'm giving you the punter argument. All Let's right. go 03. 2003. 2003 USC. Both the, we got chalk all the way down here. Um, so it's 2004 USC against 2003 USC in the semifinal. Who's going to face 2001 Miami? It's, it's got to be 2004 USC. I, I, I just think that the 2003, I know you lose Mike Williams, but the iteration of that offense. You lose Mike Williams. You, you, you um, the two, so here's the difference 2004 USC has Dwayne Jarrett instead of Mike Williams, which is a, a slight step Mike down, Williams, but production wise, he, he, he stepped right up yes, to the plate. Production wise, Dwayne Jarrett was fine. Yeah. 
So you didn't. 2004 USC is fully maturized on defense mm-hmm. from 2003. The exception being you lose Nazel and uh, Kenichi Deze on the ends. So you got a you got youngsters in Frosty Rucker and Lawrence Jackson on the end. That's the difference. But those are still talents. Def- defensively. Still talent. And I know that you can't necessarily, like, in that year, you can't draw forward and say, well, because we know what those guys became, that everything was okay. Right. But but th- their but talent was we're, their we're talent. We're talking about offense? We're talking about offense? The 2004 team on offense is better than 2003, bar none, yeah. even without Mike Williams, because you have Reggie Bush and Lendell White truly come into their yes. own. You truly know what they are at that point. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I don't think there's a question here. Um, 04 USC was the evolution of, of 03 USC. Yes. All right. So we move on. 2004 USC against 2001 Miami is the ultimate final. There's a lot of matchups I would have loved to see in the, in the BCS. Uh, USC, period. I'd love to see... Pete Carroll play one of three teams. One of those dy- dynastic Miami teams, one of the dynastic Florida teams, one of the dynastic um, Alabama teams. That's what I wanted to see. And I think a lot of people wanted to see that. We've seen what it looks like when Urban Meyer, Urban Meyer goes up against Nick Saban. We've seen Nick Saban against Dabo. We haven't seen Pete Carroll against anybody. The exception of Bob Stoops and Mac Brown, and even those were just one off, and we probably could have used another version of those. I would have loved to seen what USC could do against Miami, but 2001 Miami is not the one to face. Like at all, you don't want to face 2001 no. Miami. Okay, uh, my my. If we're talking uh, you, about you want, a matchup want, on the field, talking about match, talk yeah, up, matchup, talking about field. matchup on the field. My one argument for. 04 USC is that 04 USC was coached by Pete Carroll. And I take yes. Pete Carroll over Larry Coker any day of the week and twice on Sundays. Any day of the week, three times on Sundays, yeah. yes. Larry Coker was bar none the worst head coach to win a BCS title. So, And that's saying something considering Auburn had, what was it, um, Chizik. Yeah, Gene so. Chizik. Okay, so is that enough of a field evener to talk about 04 USC on the same level as 01 Miami. It might be in the sense of, let's look at Larry Coker's two national title games. He was the better team both times. Um, They should have beaten Nebraska by more than 23 points. And they should have flat out beaten Ohio State the following year. And they didn't. Is that coaching? After you have, you know five, six weeks of preparation for one team. is Was that the difference in coaching? Mm. Was was that Miami didn't dominate those teams as they did in the regular season? Was it the Big East being down and that maybe we thought more of them? I don't know. Either way, Miami was really damn good. And I, I, think, I think it's a game. I think it's absolutely a game. I think it's a game that goes in deep into the fourth quarter. Oh, I think USC, I, I think USC is in it. I think USC is absolutely deserves to be on the field with 01 Miami, but and 100%. this is the problem with um, we're always talking about like we got to avoid revisionist history, 
you can't take NFL performance and apply it back to college football, but I'm going to do it here. Like the, the legitimate NFL talents that came out of this team, it's out. It's, it's stupid. The number of, of guys who went on to be stars in the NFL or be productive. Can, can I just go over the Miami starting lineup? Yes. On offense, Ken Dorsey at quarterback. They're, they're, th- these are their running backs. Najee Davenport, Clinton Portis, and Willis McGahee. Mag- McGahee was third yeah. string. Yeah. Tight end, Jeremy Shockey. Pretty damn good. Um, wide receiver, Andre J- Johnson. Pretty Went good. Went on to have a, a uh, very yep. productive NFL career. Uh, Daryl Jones, another wide receiver. The the offensive line, Bryant McKinney. Uh, out, uh, Outland, Tro- Outland Trophy winner. And he finished yep. eighth in the Heisman Trophy voting. A left tackle. Finished eighth in the Heisman Trophy <laughs> that's voting. A, that's, a, that's a left tackle. Yes. That's insane. Uh, left guard, Shirko Haji Rizuli. Center, Brett Romberg. Remington Trophy right winner. Guard. Well, that's pretty good. Uh, right guard, Martin Bibla. And right tackle, Joaquin Gonzalez. Okay, maybe their offensive line isn't quite as heralded as you remember, but still, Bryant McKinney finished eighth in the high Yeah, but that's Joaquin insane. Gonzalez and Bryant McKinney were first-team All-Americans. So, like, Fair maybe enough. that's the they're, they're the, on the, the offensive line I'm that's the, the best the, team in the country. So, like, I, I know that the know. NFL stuff doesn't come around on that offensive line, but, like, that offensive line was considered, you know, the, the two tackles were, first, were consensus first-team All-Americans. 100%. So. Uh, let's move on to uh, to t- talking about the defense. Defensive ends, Andrew Williams and Jerome McDougal. Jerome McDougal had a long career in the NFL. Defensive tackle. Uh, Matt Walters and William Joseph. William Joseph, long career in the NFL. Linebackers, DJ Williams, long career in the NFL. Jonathan Vilma, long career in the NFL. And Chris Campbell. Corners, Mike Rumpf and Philip Buchanan, long career in the NFL. Safeties, Ed Reed and James Lewis. Ed Reed is a Hall of Famer. Yes. Like, bar none Hall of Famer. You can make the argument he's potentially in the top two, three all-time safeties in the history of the game. He was on that defense. He is going up against a line uh, or a wide receiver core that's without Mike Williams, that has Dwayne Jarrett. Freshman year, Dwayne Jarrett. Sophomore year, Steve Smith. How is he going to, you know, step into the box and try to stop Reggie Bush? I don't know. It's a hell of a matchup. I want to see it so bad. It would be. It would be great. And and again, I I put the great equalizer. Pete Carroll might. Out coach Larry Coker and win that game. That's the but key. But if we're talking about if we're talking about like just the capital T talent that was on that that team, it's Miami. It's Miami. It's Miami. Yeah, it's Miami. Now, so I think we both agree Miami wins this thing. Two thousand one Miami. Yeah. But two thousand four USC that roster deserves to be on the field and 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 a Miami podcast could be doing the same thing as us. And look at USC's 04 roster and point to Troy Palomalu. I'm no, sorry, no, not Troy Palomalu. Uh, I was thinking of, of 2002. But point to point to players. All the All Americans yeah, on defense. All, on, on, yeah. on on defense, players who went on to have good good NFL careers. But it's not at the yeah. same level as. Here's here's what I will say. The, you want to know what USC team? I'm 100 percent confident beats 2001 Miami. You want to guess what I'm thinking? Which, what USC team beats 2001 Miami? Yeah. All time? Mm-hmm. Um, it's the Frankenstein. 72? It's 2005 USC's offense 
and 2008 USC's oh, defense. Yeah. Oh no, but that beats Miami. 05 and 08 USC That's, offense. That would defense. be the greatest team in the history of football. Easily. I will just put that yes. out there. Yes. The problem for USC is they never had the, the, the closest they up. had is 2004. The closest they had is which 2004. Which is why 2004 makes because, it through. Yes, it, absolutely. Um, 2005 USC was USC's best offense by a huge margin. And 2005 was their best defense by a pretty strong margin too, if not a huge margin. But they didn't have those in the same year. If they would have had them in the same year, no one's talking about 2001 Miami. Everyone's talking about 2000 whatever it would be USC. Yep. But 2001 Miami was Miami's version of that. And Where it so just all came together on both sides of the ball. It, it all came together. And it's one of... One of college football's greatest teams ever for a reason, and there's no shame in USC not being as good as 2001 Miami. No shame in that. But like I said, they'd have a puncher's chance in that game because Pete Carroll, I think. Yeah, 100%. But boom, that was that was a fun episode. Yeah. Uh, it, I was worried. I was worried that it was, it was going to be convoluted. I hope it wasn't. I hope we're able to, you know, dissect that enough for you guys um, and, and talk it out. Um, we'll, we'll figure out a way to put the bracket on patreon even though it's probably gonna ruin it by showing it to you guys but maybe we can show the blank version but yeah that was uh it was it was fun it was, it was definitely fun we're always worried when we do these robot choices that like how are we gonna talk for like an hour about this and then yeah and then i'm looking at we're at a minute uh, an hour and 13 yeah. minutes of recording. yeah we're, we're, we're fine on time <laughs> no I, th- I thought that was an about. interesting discussion too like and it would have been really nice to to do Brandon's like original point, but like I think this was more in our wheelhouse where we could actually talk about things that we were around for and we know a little bit stronger. And and uh, yeah, I think it I think it worked out. Yep, for sure. Uh, that's gonna wrap up this episode. As always, if you've got another suggestion for a Robot's choice, shoot us that suggestion. Send us an email randofdroitfanside.com. Leave us a comment on Patreon. Send us a message on Patreon. A Twitter DM uh, at Reign of Troy on Twitter. Facebook message facebook.com slash Reign of Troy. Whatever you want to do call us 213-373-1872 Whatever it is, let us know and we'll throw it into our next Robot's Choice poll. Uh, but until then we will see you. Thanks as always for listening and yep, yeah, see ya. See ya. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.